What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. We're talking about three questions to ask right now to make the best strategic choice this year on whether you should launch a podcast with or versus guesting on podcasts. And what I mean by guesting on podcasts real quick is just being the guest consistently getting featured, getting interviewed, being the guest on other podcasts, mostly in your space is what we're talking about. Now, if you want, if you can go outside the space in a bigger way, that's great. But mostly we're talking about getting, uh, getting on other podcasts that are kind of already in your space where you know the listing audience is going to have a high degree of ideal clients for you, a high percentage of ideal clients for you. So let's let's do this because I spotted this question. It was from another coach or consultant in a mastermind group that I'm kind of halfway participating in. Uh, and I wanted to address this question because it's really common. Mostly I get it from folks who've been on a few podcasts. And so they they know that they enjoy being guests and they can see the potential for their own podcast. And they kind of they're kind of getting interested in the podcast world and just wondering which way to go. And ultimately, in my opinion, and this is backed by everything that went into the Microfamous book itself, is that I want coaches and consultants doing both. I want all my clients, all the people whose podcasts we produce, I want them also being guests on podcasts. I don't think it's enough to do one or the other. Uh, to me, guesting and hosting podcasts work together to actually get the best results because, first of all, guesting on other podcasts is the number one way to get more podcast listeners. You can listen to my episode about Tim Ferriss's growth strategy for that. Uh, and hosting your own podcast, it, to me, is the best lead conversion tool. It's the place where you have 100% control of the message, right? So you can use the content that you put into the world in that in that place to convert people into ideal clients over time. You can't do that by being a guest on other shows. So in no particular order, or just a rough order, I guess, here are the questions that I think will help you make this critical decision. So here's question number one. How many podcasts have you been on? Now, if the answer is fewer than five, I'd recommend spending more time being a guest. Now, by all means, start working on your podcast idea behind the scenes, like the idea for your own show. Yet, I'd recommend spending more time interacting with podcast listeners, attracting people to you, getting people into your email list, all this stuff, and really testing your point of view and the bold opinions that you can share when you're a guest. So even though our agency, our done-for-you agency, produces podcasts for coaches and consultants, I advise folks to guest on podcasts first, right? I don't advise you to go launch a podcast unless you've been a guest first. So do as many shows as possible, get a feel for what you like and don't like. You know, I've had people come in and they've been on a handful or two. I've had people come in uh, that were already on, you know, 25 or 50, you know, podcasts. So there's no, there's no magic right number uh, in terms of the number of podcasts that you'd, you need to be on. But I would recommend do as many as possible until you start getting a feel for what you like and what you don't like. Because when you're the guest on a podcast, you get to see how other people host. You get to see the questions that they ask. You get to kind of feel what it's like to be a guest. You you get a feel for what it's like to show up and record and just all those practical things. So to me, that lays the foundation, starts putting your point of view into the world and attracting people to you, starts to build an audience. Uh, and that audience can help you refine your podcast idea before it even launches. And to me, that's the real secret of launching a great podcast is finding a, a, like a niche where people are seeking connection and they want community. They want, they're looking for content. They're looking for conversation around this topic. Preferably it's a group of people who feel neglected or overlooked by the content that's already out there. So if you're guesting first and you're, you're, you're doing it to the point where you're, you're testing your opinions and you're, you're doing all this stuff, you're reaching out people, you're building an audience and you have this, this group of people that feels neglected and overlooked by other content that's out there. Then when you go to start working on a podcast, you can pull on those people, you can reach out to them and start getting their feedback involved in the creative process of launching a podcast. And to me, that's the, that's the best scenario. 
So let's move on to question number two. Have you identified a fast-growing niche where you can become the first or the only expert in that space? And I really want to emphasize first or only. When I say a fast-growing niche, um, you might not know at first, like, oh, am, am I in a fast-growing niche? What, what is it? What's a niche? What's What does it mean to be fast? Um, here's a, a little bit different way to phrase that question. If I asked you, where's all the buzz and the energy in your industry right now? Now, that might spur some thoughts. Because to me, the best way to grow anything, whether it's a podcast or your entire coaching consulting business, is to position yourself where the buzz and the energy and the growth already are, and then position yourself as the first or the only whatever in that space. Many coaches and consultants I see are not operating in fast-growing niches, and yet they're beating themselves up for growing slowly. I also see this a lot in coaches and consultants who've already become well-known in one space, and then they want to keep growing but they've essentially outgrown their original niche and they haven't chosen a good strategy for a bigger niche. One of my personal heroes and influences is Richard Koch, who wrote The 80-20 Principle. What you might not know is that he also wrote an amazing book called The Star Principle. And that, in that book, he shared the secret to a star business, which goes back to Bruce Henderson's work at Boston Consulting. So what's a star business? Well, a star business is the number one brand in a niche that's growing 10% a year or more. If the niche you're in isn't growing at 10% a year or more, then no matter how big you are in that niche, you might dominate it completely. It's not going to lead to big growth. As coaches and consultants, we tend to compare ourselves to other experts and influencers and people online. And we think, oh, well, I'm just as good as they are. Or yeah, they may be, you know, they may have been in the game longer, but I have more interesting content and all this stuff. What we're not taking into consideration is the niche that they're in. A lot of times what you see is that people that are looking up at a coach that's number one in a niche and they're going, yeah, but my stuff is different, better, newer, more research-based, whatever. Everybody has a reason for thinking they're different and better than somebody else. But what they're not taking into consideration is that person that they're looking up to oftentimes is the number one or they were the first to get into that space. They were the first or maybe the only at the time um, coach or consultant or expert in that particular space. And once that position is solidified, unless they make a mistake, it's very hard to knock them out of that position. You being slightly different, slightly better, slightly more whatever isn't enough usually to bump them out of the number one spot. But it is enough for you to beat yourself up for not, for not being bigger or for growing faster. So I see a lot of you know, self-condemnation and stuff and, and frustration over not growing faster by comparing ourselves to other people that are in a similar space, but we're really not taking into consideration the niche. That person may have gotten big when the niche was in its massive growth phase. And now that that's tapered off, they're still number one. But what you're not taking into account is that they got number one while the, while the entire niche was just exploding in growth. And that can carry you to growth. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're better or more unique than everybody else. It just means maybe they're in the right place at the right time. So we do have to take this into consideration. So uh, this is the biggest secret of the team building podcast that I launched with Jeff Cohn. It was one of the big reasons why I ended up writing the Microfamous book, because what I noticed is that within the residential real estate space, I had two different uh, podcasts, but the, the niche that was new and hot was team building. So we launched the team building podcast and we positioned it as the first and only podcast in that space. And that podcast has maintained that position for the last five years and gets 10,000 downloads in a month in a space where there's maybe 15,000 potential clients in any given year. So look around at the niche that you're in and just be brutally honest with yourself. Is the niche actually growing and is it growing fast? 
Or are you trying to grow fast in a niche where the overall niche itself is not actually growing, where it's tapered off and maybe side, you know, it's just kind of going sideways, basically. So that's the second question is, are you really in a fast growing niche? Have you identified that fast growing niche where you can become the first or the only expert and emphasis on first or only? All right, let's move on to number three. Question three. Do you have a clear and compelling idea that grabs attention from your ideal clients and compels them to learn more? Now, long-term listeners will know what I'm talking about here. Let me get into specifically why this matters for this specific decision of do I podcast guest or do I host? Because I'm saying this for a very specific reason. If you do not yet have a clear and compelling idea for your coaching consulting business, then to me, guesting on podcasts is your best bet while you work out that clear and compelling idea. Now, if you want help working out that clear and compelling idea, reach out. Maybe there's an opportunity for us to work together one-on-one to really build and refine that. It's one of the things that we do when we work with clients one-on-one in the lead up to launching their podcast. I'm trying to get at both the clear and compelling idea of their business and then translate that into a clear and compelling idea for the podcast that is a so that the podcast is a delivery vehicle basically for that clear and compelling idea. To me, that's one of the best ways to use a podcast. So whether we work together, whether you ever work with our agency or not, the goal of guesting on podcasts should be more than just reaching new people. In my opinion, podcast guesting gives you opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to tweak your message, to try out little tweaks to your messaging. So you can try little tweaks like the language of kind of how you describe yourself or how you describe your offer. You might play around with different bold opinions and see what grabs people's attention. Or you might even just play around with different options for a clear and compelling idea, trying different things entirely. You're tweaking the language of how you express and communicate that idea of your business. But how do you know when you've hit it? How do you know that you've got a clear and compelling idea? Here's the indication that I go off of. When you deliver that idea to an audience of ideal clients, whether it's one-on-one, a group, and a, you know, a crowd, I don't care. But when you deliver that idea to the right people or the right person one-on-one, what kind of response do you get? Because here's what you should get. Holy cow, I've never heard that before. How, How do I learn more about that? That's the reaction, the response that you're looking for. If you don't get that reaction, you don't have a clear and compelling idea. Now, that assumes you're talking to the right people. Now, I don't care if you're not talking to the right people. If you're talking to someone that's not an ideal client, who cares what they think? I'm talking about you're you're communicating with the right people. You have an audience or you have a person sitting across the table from you that is your ideal client. When you tell them, hey, this is what we do and why you should work with us, and that person goes, eh, yeah, that sounds cool, then you don't have a clear and compelling idea. So that's how you know. Now, how do you work that out, though? And what does this have to do with podcast guesting? Well, to me, the best time to work out your clear and compelling idea is prior to launching a podcast. The best podcasts that we've launched for clients, like I said, are a delivery vehicle for a single powerful idea, an idea that's simple and easy to communicate. So it's a razor sharp, clear to the right people, while also being unique and powerful enough that people go, uh, you know, just they respond strongly. They're, They're compelled to learn more. They give you that holy cow response. That's when you know you've got a clear and compelling idea. So that's the question three is, do you have that yet? Because if not, keep being a guest on podcasts until you work that out. So that's your three questions to make a better strategic choice on guesting versus hosting. Ultimately, the goal is to be guesting and releasing episodes of your own podcast consistently, both, right? Then grabbing clips of all that content to put into your email and social media systems while you build strategic relationships with all those people that you meet through podcasting, turning those into referral partners and JV partners and all that fun stuff. That's the micro famous system. 
in a nutshell, hosting a podcast, getting featured and interviewed on podcast, you know, sharing clips of that content online and building strategic relationships behind the scenes with the people that you meet through the world of podcasting. So again, that's the, that's the, that's the, the big vision basically of where you're going. And to me, that's the order of how you get there. Start with being a guest then move into hosting your own. If you want some help with that, whether it's working out what is the clear and compelling idea of your coaching consulting business, or maybe you're settled on that, but you know you want to launch a podcast to promote it and you're wondering, well, what what idea is that podcast going to deliver into the market and how is that going to make me the first or the only expert in a fast-growing niche? That's something that we work with our clients on. So just reach out. There'll be a link around this episode of this article, or you can just go to our website uh, and there's a link there to grab a call or just hit hit reply on the email if you're reading this uh, in the email form uh, and we can grab a 15 minute uh, time just to brainstorm the idea, see if there's an opportunity to work together, what you need help with and whether that matches up with what I do, you know, kind of on the side in terms of consulting or whether you're just a good fit to launch a podcast with our done for you agency. That's what we specialize in is we work with coaches and consultants who want to dominate a fast growing niche. And our goal is to make them micro famous or famously influential to the right people who could turn around and hire them for high dollar coaching and consulting. So if that's you reach out, let's connect. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. As always, thanks for re reviewing the show. Thanks for sharing the show. I appreciate it. I read every single review. It makes a huge difference. If you don't review my podcast, but you enjoy podcasts in general, go make it a point today. Leave a review and a rating for somebody's podcast because you have no idea how meaningful that is to a podcaster who may not see their audience most of the time. We don't we don't get that live feedback of speaking engagements or one-on-one or -on -one sales presentations. So a lot of times we just don't know what's resonating with the audience unless you reach out and say something. So whether you hit reply and just uh, you know send them a personal note or whether you leave it as a review on Apple Podcasts, either way is great. But take a, take a second uh, to do that for somebody that's been influential to you in your life. Uh, and I, I need to do that myself. <laughs> so I should do that right now. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one.